This is Ramona Deparis. I welcome you to another episode of the Executive Interview Series. Today we are talking crypto, and as everyone knows, 2021 is the new 2016. With us today is a guest who will certainly have a lot to say about the issue, Brian Blake from Hexapay. Brian, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. So, when crypto first became a thing, online casinos were expected to be very into it, but take-up has been very slow. What's the deal? Uh, interesting uh, point you make. So, crypto came on the scenes 2008, 2009. European gambling is very tech-savvy and has led the world in sense of uh, its capabilities and the advances in technology though it's always relied on the basics of the payment structures across the European market, uh, which have essentially been fiat payments, uh, card processing, and uh, the likes of some new wallet technology that has, has came across uh, into the payment infrastructure of online operators. Though when uh, 2008 came in and crypto started making a name for itself, the, uh, the market had to look at actually what is going on. You know, it's very volatile, first of all, um, so there could be potentially big losses uh, that the businesses had to then write off, essentially. Um, uh, consumers, players were very uh, skeptical about the capability. Is it, is it a, a secure payment system? Could I be hacked? Um, will I lose my money when I deposit? And also then you have your licensing to consider. So depending on what market you're in, you may have uh, licensing restrictions that allow you to use different solutions across those markets. So. Essentially, I think uh, gaming as a digital good online, digital goods have uh, moved very quickly to uh, start to use crypto. And I think it's just been one of those evolutional stepping stone points. Um, and when you look at the rest of the digital market, uh, gambling in Europe has actually taken a, a quicker, more faster step to actually imp implementing uh, crypto payment systems. And now where we are today, we have licensed crypto payment systems in place, working with licensed operators across Europe. That makes a lot of sense, but there seems to be um, a resurgence, shall we call it, where casinos now there's a, and there's more of a mass adoption kind of thing going on as well. So tell me about Hexapay and what it offers. Like, what does it bring to the table that, uh, you know, that's more than, say, Skrill or Trustly? So we're very, we're not just a payment system. So you have Skrill, Nutella, PayPal, which are actually our wallet uh, solutions there, uh, in, in, the, in their entirety. What Hexapay brings to the, the global world of online payments is um, we are a global gateway and we aggregate payment systems onto our platform. So that means that um, you can connect payments that are in the UK, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal. You can move into Europe and connect all the local payment systems from vouchers, bank-to-bank -bank transfers, uh, wallets, cash delivery, all the way across the globe that you may find payment systems across Australia, Latin America, and then moving into uh, the CIS region, uh, region such as Russia. And what we do is we connect those via one uh, uh, technical connection, uh, one API, which allows an online operator to plug into Hexapay and access all of those payment systems across the globe via one point, uh, one integration point, and one relationship management point. Um, and if you have any merchant today looking at a, a merchant, I mean operator, moving into multiple markets, so they have a strategy to move out of their European markets into new markets where they're becoming licensed, um, they would have to do several uh, integrations, which takes time, slows the development stack up, and they would have to manage all those relationships, which means a bigger payments team and more internal um, uh, 
cogs that could actually go wrong. So Hexapay essentially takes that pain away from the merchant, uh, the operator, and allows us to take that strain on our technology. And we build all, all that infrastructure out for the, for the operators. So basically, it is giving them the entire package. I mean, the operator really does not need to do anything else. You offer it all when it comes to payments. That's correct. Exactly. through your platform. Yeah, we do everything from payment technology for depositing all the way through to risk and fraud to settlement of funds and making sure that the players of the operators get their, get their winnings when they win, hopefully. That's amazing. <laughs> so I'll ask you about uh, mergers and acquisitions because crypto and fintech, their um, mergers and acquisitions kind of doubled up during 2020. So there's a huge deal of interest. What are your thoughts about this? Like, is there an exit strategy for Hexapay or is it something you're not considering? M&A in fintech is, is always uh, evolving, uh, depending on what and how the market is moving. Crypto is just kind of speeded this up and made it a lot more exciting uh, in today's fintech space. If you look at the last 10 years, the, the pace of uh, new payment technology, uh, crypto advances, the, the number of crypto coins that have actually came into the market uh, and coming into the market are, are significant. So we are moving at a very fast paced um, uh, trend. We also have behavior, behaviors of consumers, players. Um, what do they want? How do they want it? And it all comes down to simplicity. Uh, they want to be able to take payment, make payments uh, with as little information as possible, but know that it's stable, secure, and their funds won't go uh, missing. Uh, they won't be able to be hacked. So when you come down to looking at the future of M&A around fintech, the, the larger institutions now are starting to look at this. Um, and they have been looking at it for some time. Uh, the large banks have now developed uh, crypto you know, departments uh, and strategies on what they should do and how they will do this. And now you even see government now looking into actually what is the digital fit uh, for, for, the, for their uh, respective currency. So um, if anything, we're going to start to see more large institutions, uh, potentially very large global fintech companies purchasing um, unique uh, companies in that fintech crypto space to provide consumers what they're, what they're looking for. It's also big tech that is getting very interested in uh, fintech. How would it feel to be competing, I don't know, like say with Facebook maybe or Twitter? I, I see them moving into the market for sure. Um, I, answering the question how they will do that is, is still open for me. Um, they 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 have a huge consumer uh, and customer base, which they can tap into. Um, I think, though, Hexapay's plan specifically is to do one thing and, and do that very uh, well. Uh, you know, focus on adding value to our merchants, uh, operators, making their payment infrastructure simplistic and capable and add value around that. Um, and our desire would be to then, you know, hopefully one day move into a trade position um, or an exit uh, via an IPO. Let's talk about architecture vulnerabilities. How does Hexapay deal with those? Hexapay and architecture. Uh, very interesting question. So um, as a payments platform, we have to adhere to many different uh, requirements from scheme rules. So you are PCI DSS, which is a, a scheme requirement to protect data of uh, consumers, players, uh, and also the, the, the underlying merchant. Um, we design our platform. It's a hybrid platform built back in 2017, uh, and it's cloud-focused. So we have our platform based on several instances across the cloud. 
in, in several different markets. And that allows us to ensure that the platform is stable and uh, capable of um, scaling when, when we need it for increasing traffic. But also we built it as a hybrid model where we fall back onto server requirements uh, as a disaster recovery. And we do that because there has been instances across the globe where we have seen cloud systems go down. Uh, it's very infrequent, but in case it does, we're, we're there and we've already got a backup plan in place. We do work with large tier one merchants and as a very young company, we had to demonstrate our technology, te technology was uh, advanced and capable of supporting the merchant uh, to the level that our global competitors do today who have been around for several years longer. Usually scalability is a bit of an issue in terms of security. So Hexopay has also thought about this basically. Yes, I don't think scalability uh, has a negative on security. I think, as you, uh, depending on the build and the architecture of how you've built the platform, allows you to build together scalability and security at, um, in one in one jump in, in, in a stepping stone approach together. So we we don't have problems on our module platform. It's all modularly built, so it allows us to scale and provide the same security, if not more advanced security, as new technology uh, technological capabilities come along. We integrate that and we also build internally. Okay. Um, uh, compliance is another big word. Why is it so important for organizations to have a platform that they have researched, they can trust, that takes into account all these elements that you have just mentioned? The, the main factor is you're, you're moving um, funds, fiat, you know, money around for institutions, merchants, companies and also individuals, consumers. So it's, it's their hard-earned cash, essentially, that they need to look after. So there's many requirements around that. You have licensing from a financial standpoint, depending on what countries you are processing in. You have a standpoint from the scheme rules requirements. And then you also move into areas of actually ensuring that the platform is secure from data breaches, um, hacking, and things like this. So there's many uh, points you have to consider when, when building the platform out, and you, in, you need to ensure that you have all of those touch points in place. It's very important. Banks are kind of coming around to the idea of uh, M&A, but there's still a bit of, I don't know, resistance maybe to this whole digital platforms. They are still viewed by suspicion by, let's say, old money, traditional structures. Do you see this changing anytime soon? I see it changing every day. It's, it's a rapid change now. It's, it's becoming faster and faster. We you know, take 10 years ago, the banks were keeping a, an eye on what was moving uh, and happening in the crypto uh, space. Today, they're actually part of the crypto movement. You, know, you see institutions now purchasing large amounts of crypto. Uh, you also see uh, banks and governments now having full crypto divisions within their um, within their portfolio to actually understand what's happening. Consumer behaviors are changing and they we can't stay behind this. So you will find that more and more uh, M&As will start to happen. Um, they'll become bigger and bigger and they'll be more fruitful for everyone as long as they're solving a problem, which is normally improving the, uh, the, uh, the flow of the, uh, the consumer. With that said, where do you see the industry in the next five years? The payment industry or the, the payment industry? Both really, okay. digital, digital payments, um, crypto, blockchain. Okay, um, so it, I, I see most of it being cashless across the European Union. 
Um, we, have, we have gone that way with the recent pandemic everyone has gone through. Um, we now have uh, a full knowledge of what QR codes are, uh, which most people now pay on. And this, this is also happening across uh, different parts of the globe. Um, we will start to see uh, less reliance on cash in, in most markets. It's actually more cost effective, um, more secure and confidential to actually be using online payments, digital payments, digital goods uh, for, for, uh, to purchase digital goods. So I, I, I can only see it improving and, and uh, becoming you know, uh, a main point of what we and how we uh, take those payments. Okay, I'm going to give you some words and I want your reaction to these words. <laughs> so, digital payments. Consumer behaviors. Architecture vulnerabilities. Uh, uh, risk. <laughs> Compliance. Compliance, a headache. CBDC. Stability, uh, requirements. Mass adoption. Mass adoption. Um, oh, that's a good one. Mass adoption. Uh, moving. Uh, oh, oh, you got me on this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we can move on. PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. Uh, global global wallet. Skrill. Skrill. Global wallet. And that's it. <laughs> you passed the test. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That was all very fascinating. And make sure you continue following us because we'll be having a lot of these crypto blockchain related updates. Thank you for following Sigma TV. Mm -hmm.